Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Imagine with me for just a moment what the newly created earth must have been like. Just think about it. No sin, no curse from sin, perfect weather. As a matter of fact, as I read the scriptures, it appears that there was a uh, a moisture canopy that wrapped the earth and uh, that canopy would have protected the earth from the harmful ultraviolet rays of the sun and would have kept the temperature uh, steady uh, all the way, constant all the way. So it would have been a perfect weather kind of earth and an earth with abundant resources. Much there, no lack whatsoever. Well, into this paradise, God creates and places two humans. The Word of God tells us in chapter 1 of Genesis that uh, in verse 26, as a matter of fact, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And so God had created uh, Adam and God then created Eve and made them in his likeness. In his likeness. What does that mean? Well, I believe it means that he made them with the ability to reason, to think rationally. He made them with the ability to uh, relate uh, emotionally and intellectually with each other. He made them, from a morality standpoint, sinless. Sinless, as, as he was. Created in his image. And the scripture says that he created them male and female. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And so here is uh, God uh, placing a couple of people together. And this is uh, what I would call the first wedding. (laughs) The very first wedding ceremony officiated by Almighty God Himself. Now think about this. This is the first thing that God does after He created the earth and all of the animals and the vegetation, everything that was there. God creates man and God says it is not good. That's the first time he had said that. After all the other creations, he said it is good. But then he said it is not good that man would be alone. And, uh, and so in this, in this uh, moment, he put Adam to sleep and from his side... From his side, uh, he took and, and he, created, he created woman. And God made absolutely the very first family. And the family is the most basic building block that society was, was constructed upon. Uh, you see, God made the family before he made government, before he made nations. God made the family even before the, the church was in existence. Now, God made man 
and woman to be in relationship with him. There's no doubt about that and in, in relationship with each other. And I believe that that's another part of being created in God's image because it said, let us make man. And that obviously is uh, a reference to the Trinity, to the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, and part of uh, what we see in the Trinity is we see perfect relationship, perfect, unbroken fellowship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God created a man and woman to be in, in a relationship, perfect relationship with, with each other. And so uh, marriage, the family, is the most uh, uh, basic building block in, in, in all of, of society. And God uh, put these two, this couple, in the perfect living situation. He planted a garden in Eden. And, and there the scripture says that he, he placed them in chapter 2, in chapter 2 of Genesis, verses 8 to 14. It says this, The Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good, of the knowledge of good and evil. Now we'll talk more about that on, on next podcast, but it says in verse 10, now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden. And from there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon. Uh, it flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. The Bedlam and the Onyx Stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the, the Euphrates. And so uh, here is uh, a well-watered Garden and from there a source of four rivers, four rivers flowing out of it. Can you imagine this perfect living situation that God put this first couple there? And according to, uh, and when you read chapter three, the first part of verse eight, you'll see that God came walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And so um, here in this perfect living situation, this man and this woman, this is his first marriage, uh, experienced the very presence of God with them. God coming down, walking in the garden. Can you imagine that? Living in the perfect environment, in the perfect situation. Uh, two sinless people together, and they get to walk and talk with Almighty God in, in relationship. Are you, are you starting to get the picture? Uh, God created man, and He created him and woman to be with Him, to be in ongoing relationship with Him. And, and uh, I, I would stop and say that marriages... Marriages can be successful and be what God wants them to be. We see this right here as they, um, as they are in relationship with Almighty God. Um, that, that, is, that is the foundation for a good, solid marriage even today as we live under the curse of sin, uh, which Adam and Eve at that point in the game were not under. Uh, we can see the importance of being in relationship with, with Almighty God.
You know, again, when God created man, he said it is not good. It's not good. Man was incomplete. And even as God uh, marched the animals past him to name, there was no animal that could ever complete him. But God created Eve from Adam. And Adam said, uh, she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And, and he called her woman. And in, and in the Hebrew, man was ish, I-S-H. And when, when Adam saw Eve, he said, Isha, I-S-H-A. Uh, she is his completer. She is his, his completer. Um, and, and that is not in any way, shape or form, uh, putting the woman down or in any way uh, making her less than. But rather, it is saying that man is in trouble apart from the companionship uh, and the partnership of of a woman and so that that's that's important to understand here and so we see uh here in in uh, genesis chapters one and two god's model of marriage and once more i just want to say this again i want to emphasize it over and over right after the creation of things and animals god creates man and then he says it's not good and he creates woman from man and he puts them together and there is that marriage it is God's way and it was the very first thing that he did after the creation of all the other things that should tell us the importance the strategic importance of the family and of marriage and so God created them the model of marriage is male and female now I'm going to be a little controversial in today's culture but I want to tell you it's male and female in the day when there's so-called gender confusion and people are identifying with this that and the other god said there is male and female and genetically you just cannot argue with that our dna our genetics says that we're one or the other we're male or female and god put a male and a female together and God meant it to be just exactly that way. Not two males, not two females. That is a perversion, an absolute perversion of God's plan. And there are so many consequences of that. Um, and if, if someone is listening to me today and you're struggling with, the, with, with homosexuality and the temptation of homosexuality, uh, I want you to know that God wants to free you of that and God wants to give you victory over that because God's plan in marriage is male and female. And God's plan is that, uh, as a matter of fact, let me read it. In chapter 2, verse 24, it says, For this reason... A man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Leave the father and mother. That's not abandoning, abandoning them. Uh, God doesn't want us to, to disrespect our parents and not honor them, not abandon them, but to create a new separate entity, a new separate family. Uh, that God wants us to do that. And then it says to be joined together, to be permanently glued together, uh, that, that, that there be no divorce. God's ultimate plan is no divorce. Now, I want you to know if you've experienced it, you're experiencing it. Um, I'm thankful for the grace of God and I'm thankful for second chances and God uh, through the years um, as, as sin entered in and the consequences of sin and divorce came God gave some exceptions and some exceptions of mercy and grace and I don't have time to go into that today that's not what this is about but uh, God wants uh, God wants us to come together and come together till death 
doest part. And then they become one flesh. That is in a complementary way, uh, in, in unity. God wanted them to come together and rule. He said rule over, over the creation. God wanted them together to be co-regents in ruling over all of creation. That is not putting one of the other down. And God wanted them to come together in reproduction and multiplying. And so that unity, that one flesh is one flesh in soul. That is one flesh in mind. That is one flesh in body as well, of course, in the sexual union and in the opportunity to reproduce and multiply and fill the earth. And and that has always been God's plan and that is still God's plan for marriage. And so here in the beginning, in the beginning, in Genesis, right away, we see the family instituted and we see how important it is to Almighty God. I hope if you're in a marriage today that that marriage is solid, that that marriage is is uh, um, looking to Almighty God in a relationship with Almighty God to keep it and to grow it. And if you're struggling, I hope that you'll find some help and uh, that you will fight for that marriage. That's what God wants you to do. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.